on this episode of The Clappers. In these times, what do we need? We need Survivor, season 40. <laughs> and it's always good to have something to look forward to, hence Future Man. Yes. Of course, we also talk about COVID-19. Because what else is there to talk about That's at this moment is. in time? Welcome to The Clappers. This is Andrew Young. And this is Carl Quinn. Coronavirus, Carl. Mm, All-consuming. It's having an effect on many aspects of people's lives. Lives? Yes. For instance, (laughs) Cinematheque will not be on at the Capitol Theatre anymore. Right. On Wednesday nights. Okay. But you know what they've done? I see you've gone straight for the biggest thing. The biggest thing This is the biggest thing, right? Obviously, um, the plundering of rural, regional, remote supermarkets by city dwellers converging in their hordes from buses. Andrew, can I just say, thing. can I just yes. say at this time yes. of crisis, yes. focus, man, focus. <laughs> <laughs> so that is a problem. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, the entertainment is an industry, if, if you could use such a loathsome word for entertainment, has also been hit with lots of people uh, having their gigs cancelled. Lots of musicians, lots of plays have been shut. Lots of artists are no longer earning an income where once they were earning a paltry income from their gigs and jobs. You've probably noticed some other closures, I imagine. Uh, well, I would say that at this point in time, we are we are recording this on Wednesday, uh, March 18, right? Yep. At this point, cinemas are open still. Yep. That's about the only thing. Today, Palace Cinemas announced that it was closing its mm-hmm. cinemas unilaterally uh, across the country um, in the absence of a directive to do so. Yeah, yeah. And... It's interesting because I've been reporting on this. Yes. One of the things that is key here is that if the government directs people to close, mm. that shifts the onus, the responsibility yeah, yeah, in yeah. terms of uh, in terms of fair work, in terms of redundancy payments to staff who are laid off as a result of that closure, in terms of rental negotiations. Because if the uh, the tenant is no longer able to make a premises available to an operator to do business, which is the case if they're ordered to close, yep. then that the operator is no longer liable for rent. So that mm-hmm. you, you get into a whole different kind of territory. This is something that, you know, when people are just looking at these things like going, why don't they just close themselves and so on? Yeah, yeah. It's not obvious. It's not sort no. of nec- it's not public facing, that kind no. of thing. But it is a very real concern. Mm. So anyway, at this point in time, cinemas are about the only thing that's open. Bars are still technically Summer. open Summer. so long as you have fewer than 100 people. Yeah. My prediction is that'll that'll be gone by certainly this time next week, if yep. not sooner. I went by one this afternoon, spoke to the owner, and he said, we're closed now. We've, yeah. um, it's a small, very small premises, yeah. this place, uh, but he's him and his partners are still going to pay their stuff, yeah. which is great, but they also have to pay their rent yeah, too. And right. So where's their income coming from to be able to do that? Yeah. And how long the par- this little bar will stay shut? It could be months. So uh, it's a very tricky situation for everybody in – with employer or employee. So to briefly rattle through some of the things that have been cancelled, I mean, it's almost so easier to say what things have not been cancelled, yeah. but things like AFL. Harry Potter. Well, AFL has at this stage not yeah, been cancelled. it's not cancelled, been cancelled. It really. I think it will be. I think we're yeah. a sneeze away from it, don't you yes, reckon? Yes, I, f- I can feel that sneeze coming on. <laughs> uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, like a, a musical that's run for a year mm-hmm. without a vacant seat in the house. Yep. And the, I, I spoke to the producers just a couple of weeks ago they're predicting it would run for three years, yeah. you know, at least mm. three years, maybe longer, right? Well, maybe it will, maybe it won't, but it's certainly not mm. going to run for the next... Th- at this stage, they're only saying till mid-April, yeah. but I think that's so optimistic it that is. it's beyond, it is. beyond ridiculous. Mm. 
uh, this morning, the Prime Minister and the Chief Health, uh, Chief Medical Officer, Brendan Murphy, were talking about it as a six-month uh, likely scenario. I think that's still optimistic. Yeah. You know, some of the modelling you, you might have seen, there was a paper that came out of the Imperial College in London uh, yesterday that is putting a likely scenario as 18 months before we develop herd immunity. Yeah. The ramifications of this for the stuff we cover on this show... Yeah are enormous. Yeah. Basically, the entire culture industry, mm. except for anything that you can do like statically or books. streaming or writing books. Yeah, well, the performing industry. Yeah, the performing say. industry. Yeah. Is but also anything that demands people gather yeah. in a confined space to yeah. consume it. And that mm. would, uh, to a degree, include galleries, which yeah. have the option of doing some virtual stuff, mm -hmm. uh, but certainly live theatre. I mean, people will find ways around this to some degree. I think we'll start yeah. to see the development of pay-per-view, live streaming, and a whole range of things in yeah. that kind of space. But for now, it's like it's a major shock to the system. Mm. And they're reeling. They're all reeling. I, I feel particularly sorry for things like, say, actors and musicians who make some of their income. I'm, I'm not talking about the name ones, not the ones you recognise, mm. but the ones mm. who make their income by doing theatre or doing, you know, they're playing you know, a couple of gigs a week or yep. whatever, and they supplement their income by, say, waiting tables or yeah. working in a bar. Yeah. Bang, double whammy. Yep. Both of those jobs are gone. gone. Both of those sources of income in yeah. one fell swoop. And rent relief, mortgage relief, moratoriums on these things. Yeah. They're doing that in Italy at the moment, but we've, and that's not the first time they've done it there either, but we've not heard about anything here. I don't expect to hear. I do expect to hear. Okay. I, think, I think that that's got to be... Uh, um, I don't know who's going to drive it because I don't see this government federally mm -mm. being the driver of a discussion with the banks about rent and mortgage relief mm. or, print, you know, basically repayment relief across mm. the board. I don't see this government being the one that drives that discussion with landlords of commercial tenancies and yeah. so on. But I do think it's going to come from underneath mm. and it's going to be a push and maybe some of the state governments will support that. Yeah. But I definitely think if this goes on for six months longer, yeah. you, you won't have businesses to come back to. No. If something isn't done, people there will be an increase in homelessness, or there'll be or there'll be an increase in, uh, you know, uh, what do you call it, default on on mortgage payments yeah. for people who have rental properties, for instance. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things that could go from this that are beyond the immediate impact of like there's no shows or whatever yeah, yeah, into yeah, exactly. the absolute foundations of the economy in this mm. country and what kind of you know infrastructure is left if and when we emerge from this. Mm. And I. I I presume it's if, a when, if, not an if. if and when. <laughs> I have watched a lot of The Walking Dead, so oh, you sorry, never know. I haven't. Uh, one of the one of the forms of relief that people can get is to enjoy the uh, virtual cinematheque. Mm. They've set up a a system where not the films that are on the calendar, but they're going to run two features on a Wednesday as they usually do and on Tuesday night they're going to let you know and there's this streaming app that is just in a beta form. It's called MetaStream and it will enable you by uh, setting up your own account there, it's free, to watch the uh, whatever the Cinematheque is streaming. But on, only on Wednesday night? I think only once, only on that Wednesday night right. and they'll let you know the day before what it's going to be. If you go to the Acme or Melbourne Cinematheque Facebook or, or website, however you want to check it out, and you'll be able to find more information. But it's a nice way to have this virtual community all watching the film at the same time and then they can join a chat room and talk about it. I think it's awesome and I think it's annoying as all hell because yeah. for the entire time I've lived in Melbourne, which yeah. is nigh on 30 years now, mm -hmm. 
I have not been able to go to the Cinematheque because I play soccer on a Wednesday night. <laughs> and it's like, can't you make it a Tuesday or a Thursday? No. Well, you're not going to be playing soccer on a Wednesday night now, are you? Why, why not? Because that'll be cancelled, surely. Why? Because you'll have um, contact with people well, bumping into really, each other. This is a very interesting point. Wiping their nose on their jerseys it's a social and spitting game. on the ground. It's a social game. Yeah. Uh, we certainly don't have 100 people there. No. We have a small group, you know, 18 or something, mm. 16, 18, whatever, whoever turns up on the night. Yeah. Um, it's a fairly low contact sport. Okay, okay. There's, um, there's no tongue kissing unless uh, okay. uh, uh, as part of the goal celebration. It is soccer. Unless it, unless are, we are a, talking about soccer. Well, okay, there's tongue kissing if it's a really good goal. But <laughs> yeah. generally speaking. <laughs> Just generally a little speaking, buttock massage. Maybe, yeah. maybe a little rub, a little fondle. <laughs> the well, good, okay, I'm pleased yeah. you'll, be able to, you'll be able to play soccer, continue to play soccer. I... Uh, enjoyed seeing less cyclists along some of the routes that I ride. Not that I, I think it's great. The more cyclists, the merrier. The more cars, etc. But it is nice sometimes to have a have a little bit of peace and 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 sol- solo time when mm. you're riding your bike. It's become a very popular sport. Again, that's that's a great thing. <laughs> Uh, jazz just wait until cl- the population is decimated. Yeah. You'll have so much more road space road. to yourself. Jazz clubs, will, of course, will be fine. Uh, well, the the Melbourne Jazz Festival has been cancelled. Yes, but gatherings under 100, most mm. jazz clubs will only have 20 people. Yeah, in but, I, most, but so. I, this 100, this cap of 100, mm. I think you're being optimistic. Yeah, no, you it's, think it's gonna, no, it's long. not. It's going to come down. It's going to keep I mean, the coming US, down. The US overnight announced a cap of 10 people. Yeah. Right, and I think that's that's going to flow on here. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we are basically entering a, a cultural dark age. Mm. You know, there, well, there is a, a, a form of like you said, a performing culture dark yeah. age. There but are other people, forms of culture, sure. But you know, for for big theatrical events, for, Yvette Coppersmith will still be standing before her easel tomorrow morning with a paintbrush indeed, in hand. Indeed, those solo things. I mean, you know, it's probably a great time to be a novelist. I would say, yes, <laughs> a novelist, possibly poet. never been better. <laughs> Maybe journalist. It seems like a good time to be a journalist. Everybody's well, sure getting it on the age. Chris Ullman wrote a, a terrifying doomsday piece uh, in the Age. Yeah. Uh, was it today? So I'll read something that I'll read in the paper two days later, in the actual physical paper, then it I'll read something. And Unless it'll you've be left it sitting around for a day. But yes, it, it, the, the I don't know what mm. this is like for journalism, to be quite honest, because all of the advertising support for journalism yeah. is disappearing. Yep. Right? If you've looked at the age of mm. the Sydney Morning Herald over the past you know couple of years, you will have noticed they're chock full of cruise ads. Yep. Uh, Flight Centre, yep, which closed a hundred offices last week, and you know who knows where it'll go yeah. from there. Yeah, uh, travel has been a big part of yeah. the, the financial um, backbone of the general advertising. Um, a lot of chemstads, I've got to yeah. say, they'll probably be booming. Chemi- oh, I went, I went into Chemist Warehouse uh, to get a prescription filled. They had nothing of this particular prescription, right. but yeah, the shelves, man, they're empty. There's no soy milk now. There's no cereal, cereal. <laughs> so this brings us to the <laughs> yeah. topic. The topic, surely, on everyone's yeah. mind at this point mm. in time is the panic buying, right? Yeah. I mean, really, humans. It's embarrassing. Be human. It's embarrassing. It's uh, appalling. There was. Uh, I heard. Um. I heard the CEO of Woolworths on the on the radio mm. this morning on Virginia Trioli saying, "There's no shortage. The only problem is you mm. keep clearing it out before we can restock. Yeah. You know, yeah. there is no shortage, and there will be no shortage. No, they've said that. Yeah. Um, we make." The toilet paper here in Australia, yeah. I think this is... Well, he also said that they're that, in negotiations so. with the manufacturers, right? Because they've put a limit of, I think, is it one or two packs of toilet paper? I can't remember. Whatever it is, one mm-hmm. or two. Yeah, right? yeah. And, uh, and he was asked, well, you know, to- toilet paper packs can come in twos or they can come in 24s. 
And he said, well, we're actually in, in discussion mm. to get a standardized nine roll pack. Nine. Nice even number. Nice even number. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have not panic bought. And I'll tell you that I was at the Queen Victoria Markets on Tuesday. Mm. There was plenty of there's plenty of everything. Yeah. That's in, I mean, obviously in season of the fruit and vegetables, there was hardly anybody there. Right. So really people can still get all their fresh produce if they're in, you know, say 20 minutes drive of Queen Victoria Markets. I'm going to presume that Preston Markets are the same and the other regular fruit and vegetable and meat and fish, plenty of meat and fish. They were out of legs of lamb at the butcher that I particularly favour for a leg of lamb. That's the kind of thing people can kind of put in the freezer, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's no shortage of actual food. There's a shortage of things that put come in boxes and things made out of paper to wipe yourself with. But I think there is a shortage of things like meat as well. I mm. mean, my, my, my wife was uh, shopping yesterday, I think, yeah. and she said that there was a massive queue at the butchers, like yeah. people out the door around the Because they've bought freezers. Well, maybe because all the, all the freezers are out of stock. At I all tried to buy. I tried stores. to buy two freezers, but Did you? you know, I couldn't. I couldn't. They were oh. sold out. Yeah, no, I'm lying. I no. didn't try to buy. I, tr I tried to that buy. Was, that was a joke about stockpiling I, freezers. I, well, I thought I was going to say two is barely enough. I tried to buy a dozen and get the bulk discount, and they wouldn't let me. They said, "I'm sorry, sir. There is a limit of 10. <laughs> didn't you love that thing last week where Woolworths was refusing to take stuff back from people who yeah, had gone yeah, and bul yeah, bulk bought? Yeah, mm. And then decided, oh, I can't actually sell this for a markup on eBay. Yeah. Therefore, yeah, I'm yeah, going to yeah. try and take it back. Yeah, sucked well, in. Sucked in. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm glad. I'm fine, in case you're wondering. I'm fine for toilet paper. <laughs> uh, I, Is I, that because you're constipated? I, no, I, I go at work. Um, and, I, I, and I make my. I thought you told me you didn't go. At I work. make my child go at school, <laughs> and my wife, I make her go at her work. I've. I've, I've Turn the taps so, off on all our so toilets. You're spreading the love. Yep, you yeah. can have a wee on the lemon tree, and yeah. you can go at work. And, Very good. Um, no, uh, I, I did a test. Mm. I put a f new rolls of toilet paper on Saturday, mm. and in one of in, and and one a new one on today. So that's eleven days mm. to go through one roll of toilet paper. So I'm that's right. That's astonishing. I live in a house with two teenage daughters. They use so much toilet paper. Well, they did you talk to them and say, you know yes. that we can't buy any more yes. now, don't yes. you? Yes. I've been keeping newspapers and saying, oh, this, is, daddy, this is what you'll be using. Daddy, mama, daddy, surely, surely you can send Carstairs down and he'll wait in line from, from early in the morning to when the, the supermarket opens. Surely Carstairs could do that for us. Indeed. Papa. And if not, Carstairs, can you can prefer his hand? Well, that's how that's how our friends mm. the uh, they don't ever mm. have to stoop to no. doing their own business. No, mm. the Saxe Coburg Gotha Battenbergs. I suspect there could well be a uh, a boom in bum guns. You know, those I don't little, know what that is. Well, it, uh, no, all across Asia, they have those little watery jets that oh, sit beside yeah, the yeah, toilet. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You basically yeah, right. you cleanse yourself yeah, yeah, by yeah. turning what is effectively a, a mini shower head. Yeah. Onto onto your behind, yeah, and it's very cleansing, I must say. However, oh, the things that I learn about you <laughs> and your domestic habits. <laughs> However, yes, it does require the uh, the the post I'm spray. I'm sure none of our. <laughs> oh, I'm sure all of our listeners. I'm sure all of our listeners have bidets and don't even need toilet paper. I'm wondering why we're talking about this G'day, stuff that bidet. they've never seen in the first place. Indeed, indeed. It's a great time to be a plumber. Mm. I heard a plumber saying he's called out six times to in one day to fix 
to- toilets that people had shoved the wrong stuff down. You know, really? those, you know those moist, those yeah, wipes. Yeah, yeah. People which you're really not supposed which to because London is sewers yeah. are being destroyed by all the rich people great using fat them. Wads of yes, those great fat wads of fat. <laughs> uh, and so people's toilets are blocking up, and yeah. plumbers are just rubbing their hands together and ordering another. Well, I hope yacht. they're rubbing their hands together with soap. Well, for twenty seconds while singing yes. "Happy Birthday" twice. Yes, I, I, I just count to twenty. I don't do any special <laughs> song or anything like that. So you, you. I never learned to count that high, so I have to. You, the listener, need no admonitions from us or any kind of talk about what you should do because you already know what to do. Carl, I'm watching the 40th season of something that generated a whole new style of television and was groundbreaking and created... Uh, just I love Days of Our Lives. Well, yeah. The 40th (laughs) season. It would be the 80th season, wouldn't it? I am watching. I am, of course, watching Survivor. Right. Still a great show. How many seasons do you think you've watched? I, well, I was saying earlier that I missed a couple huh? because I, I'm, I'm very slow, as you know, and it went from the normal Channel Nine somewhere else, somewhere digital that I didn't know about, and so I, I missed the um, two, three, maybe four seasons. So I've probably only watched thirty-six out of the. 40. So you're talking about the American version of Survivor? About, oh, Do you watch the Australian version? No, I, I watched a bit of the first one, and it was dire. It was well, just. Well, when you say a oh. bit of the first one, yeah. Which one are you talking? The about? one with Anthony Lapaglia's brother. Okay. What's his name? Malcolm Lapaglia. Uh, <laughs> no, not Kieran Lapaglia. <laughs> Toby, Toby Lapaglia, his brother. <laughs> Anyway, that's the one I watched. wasn't very good. Jonathan this Lepaglia. one is hosted by Jeff Probst, as it has always been hosted right. by Jeff Probst, one of the, 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 the great hosts of hosts. Everybody knows what this show is about. I don't need you to, to, to I don't need to tell you what it's about, but the tribe has spoken. That's all so, I know about. Survivor, well, you win really. a million bucks, right? Right. Except this year, mm. this anniversary, mm. you don't win a million bucks. Right. You win two million bucks and the COVID nineteen vaccine. <laughs> So you it, really have survived. Well, it's an amazing thing. It's just people. It's a it's a social experiment, of course. It's like some of the great social experiments done in the nineteen sixties. You put a bunch of people together, such as Married at First Sight, <laughs> Seven Year Switch, <laughs> and you see what you see what what happens. And basically, they gang up on one another. They vote each other out. They fight. They squabble. They bicker. And the person who's been clever enough to deal with all their enemies and somehow not get themselves voted off is the one that every at the end everybody votes to stay in. It's mm. um, it's a strange and exciting show. I have real problems with the show because yeah. I just think, you know, look, it's a show that kids watch, right? Do they? Okay. Of course they do. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know what kids watch. They watch whatever's on. Yeah. And, uh, you tell me. Or they'll I'll, watch I'll whatever their parents tell them, not, tell them not to watch and they'll watch whatever they can watch on the laptop in their own bedroom so right. they don't have to see their parents. That's, mm-hmm. that's what kids watch. Okay, good. Anyway, it has so much about your household, man. (laughs) While building a small pile of toilet paper to the bottom, and this this is a show that I just think it it demonstrates the worst behaviour imaginable: backstabbing, not not married at first sight. No, I'm not not saying they don't. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Sorry, I'm not saying as distinct from. Oh, okay. But I am as part of. I am saying that while you will will sit in judgment upon the likes of those shows, yes, I will. Yes, yes. I think you ought to also examine the kind of behaviour mm-hmm. that is exhibited on on the likes of Survivor. It is it's true deceitful. It's true gameplay. that people tell lies in order to 
maintain their position within mm-hmm. the tribe, okay? It's also true that it, it's a game and and one of the most enjoyable things about this show is seeing how deeply hurt and upset people get when somebody lied to them and it's the whole point of this game is to make sure that you don't get voted off. And so whatever you do within the rules and the rules, they're, they're – they're slippery. They're, yeah. They're, you know, nobody you're allowed to punch anybody or drown any. I mean, there's violence not allowed. Mm. Um, I'm sure like in the um, other other shows they have psychiatrists on there to help the weak and the lame with their personal issues that they bring along to this game. Who knows why? They ostensibly have yeah. psychiatrists. <laughs> they ostensibly have experts. But let's just say <laughs> ostensibly is the big word there. So it – this, this particular one is called Winners, I think, maybe Winners and Champions or something. Everybody that's, that's in the game so yeah. far has already won Survivor at least once. There are some yeah. – one couple, each one, like a husband and wife. They Before they were husband really? and wife, they each won once. And, so uh, they, they met at like a Survivor no, no, they, reunion? No, they, they met on Survivor oh, right, okay. and the male, his name's Boston Rob, he was voted out right. and the, the – the, Woman that that he was, they became romantically involved yeah. as much as you can do on a show like that because yeah. it immediately puts a target on your back. She yeah. won that season. Yeah. He won a subsequent season right. himself. Right. There's a woman called Sandra who won twice, right. and she's a very enjoyable character to yeah. to watch. Uh, in the in her first season, she did things like hide everybody's shoes in the bushes right. and tip out all the fish that they'd caught and just play these mental games and and sort of look at it. Gee, I wonder if it was she who – she looks like the type of person to tip out the fish, doesn't she? She knew we were all going to vote and things like that. It's, right. And the, the original winner of the very, very first one, Richard Hatch, he, uh, he, he's – I remember him. He's been in a couple – I think uh, I think he's not going to be invited back. There I are, think he was on the Australian one. There, there were a couple it? of issues with him walking around in the nude. Naked, yeah. Yeah, which, which upset uh, – Is it the fact that he's naked or the fact that he's chubby and naked? I think the fact that people felt he was being – his his physical presence was, was threatening and imposing. Right, and right, right, right. Standing too close. It was a bit too like. Harvey Weinstein for yeah, the, yeah, yeah, this point uh, in time. Uh, but he, I, I can remember the first, the first episode, there was a woman, a truck driver called Susan. This is the season one. And she says to Richard, who works in the corporate world in marketing or something like mm. that, and he's – Positioned himself on top of a tree, like naked. S- no, 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 clothed, okay, right, right. straddling a branch yeah. where he's physically like on a throne right, above right. everybody else yeah. in this new. No one knows anything. They're all just saying hello, and he's just sitting there, very casually, in this truck drive, saying, "You know, man, the corporate world, world it's not going to work here. This is the jungle. It's dog eat dog." He's going, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, all those mind games you guys play, it's not going to work here." And he's going, "Yeah, yeah, okay, you're probably right." And of course. He That's wins. the whole thing. He wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and all those mind games and all those psychological levers that you use in your regular in the day-to-day corporate life, world. in yeah. whatever world, whether, whether you're in the corporate but world. But do you do – you, I mean, I'm not okay. in the corporate world. In your, in your day-to-day mm. life, yeah. do mm. you go around making deals with people, then betraying them, then acting deceitfully, I'm hiding, not a, I'm hiding not a, their shoes, for instance? Okay. No. I'm not a real estate agent, so obviously, <laughs> no, I don't do that. You know what I do you're for a living. You're a musician. You know what I do for a living. And – Yes, sometimes so one, yes, one, has, yes. one has to make compromises for one's art, obviously. <laughs> it, uh, it, of course, we could say that Survivor is the reason that 
Donald Trump is president of the US. Yeah. Charlie Parsons, I think, is the name of the producer who also put together a show called The Apprentice. Apprentice, Or The Apprentice that Donald Trump found himself getting – he was already a well-known person but became tremendously famous Mm. off the back of that show. He then put together a show – I'm going to say it's called The Bible – it's a, it's a TV series, yeah, a, a, a dramatization of the Old Testament, and then there's another one which is a dramatization of the New Testament. In the Old Testament one, they've got this character walking around with a, a cow, supposed to be Satan, looks like a Barack Obama. So they've got Barack Obama as the devil in mm. this, like a man looking mm. just like him. It's a very odd, mm. odd show. Um, I'm a bit of a sucker for biblical drama, I have to say. That's probably why I like Survivor because it is the Old Testament put to good use on an island with mainly white Americans all at each other's throats. Yeah, well, I don't know. Um, you don't have to watch a car. No, I know. Mm. But if you do, you're going to have to go back to season one. You're going to have to go I'd have to go back one, one through 40. What it's a, what a success. Imagine a show that you put two seasons of on a year, year in, year out, year out. No matter what the inflation rate is, you're still only giving them a million dollars. You sign the... Participants of these outrageous contracts, full of all these clauses that they basically have to do whatever you tell them to from the end of the show till the end of their life. They're not allowed to speak or write or talk. You know all these what do they call those clauses? Um, Non-disclosure agreements. Yeah, them. Yeah. yeah, it's incredible, and it's and it's still as entertaining as ever. So the guy who created it is what? Charlie Parsons. Pa- Charlie Parsons. Uh, yeah, he's the Eng- is he English? I think he's an ex ex special services yeah, commando. Yeah. Because yeah. Mark Burnett is the producer. Mark Burnett's right. producer. Charlie. Mark Burnett yeah, and right. Roma Downey made the Bible. Okay, right. right. So it's Mark they're, Burnett, they're, not they're Charlie. the god bothery couple. Yeah. Who yep. also did Messiah. Yeah. The Netflix series. Right. Right. Yep. yep. But yeah, um, Mark Burnett is like one of the mega producers in Hollywood. Like yeah. So many, so many things. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think. Survivor has been a good part of his fortune. Mm, mm. Oh, what a show! I mean, the Australian version is. I mean, it's it's interesting in that Toby Lepaglia. It has. <laughs> it has been Jonathan Lepaglia. Yeah, Jonathan Lepaglia. It has been on three commercial networks. It's been mm. on seven, nine, and yeah. now it's on ten. And, and how many seasons you would know? Uh, Four, I think, five. I think there were Two or three on nine. I think there was only one on seven, mm. and I think we're up to about five on ten. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, ten has probably had the the most sustained run yeah. of success with it. So, yeah. Um, and you know, it's one of their it's one of their big shows these days. So, oh well, I'm you know, I'm, I'm pleased. Mm. I'm pleased. Yeah. Anyway, enough of Survivor. There's never going to be enough of Survivor. Well, this is the great thing about self isolation and all of us yeah. working from home for the yeah. next God yeah. knows how long. There's um, I, I don't know whether it's worth talking about movies mm. that are at the cinema now because yeah. I, I actually suspect not because even mm. though they are open, I think they won't be. For they much won't longer. be. No people. And we, I was thinking about on my radio program. Should yeah. I be doing a gig guide? Yeah. Like a lot of the gigs that I mentioned on Saturday, Saturday just gone. Yeah. A lot of them aren't on now. They've been cancelled either by the band or the venue. Mm. And should I be saying to people, hey, as I always do, go out and see some live music this week? Mm. <laughs> I'm not sure I should be saying so that. So there's a bunch of films that were supposed to open that mm. have now bumped in their release schedule. Of I think one that did open, Military Wives, has been on at the cinema for a mm-hmm. week. I think they've pulled that. Uh-huh. And I think they're probably hoping to re-release it later uh-huh. on. Okay. Um, that looked terrible. Uh, it did looked, you see it? it? Was, yeah, I have seen it. And it was it, it is, terrible? Look, if you've seen... 
The Full Monty or Brassed yeah. Off yeah. or any of those yeah. movies, you've seen this film. Yeah. Right? Uh, the, the difference is it's about a bunch of women mm-hmm. whose partners are in the military and they get sent off to, uh, I think it's Afghanistan, um, and uh, and in English, and they're on the base, yeah. and to keep themselves occupied, mm-hmm. um, they occupied, they hmm. ha, ha, occupied territory. <laughs> they start a choir, and mm. at first they're terrible, and then they get better. Right? Oh. I, you, you'll <laughs> never, you'll never guess how it ends. I know. Oh, oh! I just even hearing you describe they, it makes me. They do a performance at the Royal Albert oh. Hall, and it's a triumph. Oh, really? Yeah, but the oh. thing is, right? As cliched, hackneyed, and predictable as a film like this is, yes, I kind of had moments where I was tearing really? up a really? little. How yeah, about that. It, it's actually it's the power of music, mm. right? I mean, singing music. I think has this I know about this, this and, and like nice topic and, and sort of like collective singing yeah. in particular. Yeah. I think it has this incredible power to move in spite of every instinct in your body mm. going. I am being manipulated yep. horribly, yep. shamelessly, right. and predictably. Yep. And yet, yep. Anyway, there's a lot of films at the cinema that I think, uh, if you haven't seen mm. yet, and you're thinking you're going to see them, I reckon you've got a couple of days. And you may look. It may be that, like, when I go to the movies, you choose your times. You don't need to choose your time. You go and you'll be on your own. Yeah, that's look, a good chance. I am. A, I'm a big advocate of seeing movies at the cinema. Me too. But personally, mm-hmm. I don't know that I I would be doing it right mm-hmm. now. I mean, I would certainly not be doing it if I thought I was going to be sitting cheek by jowl with a bunch of other people. If I thought I was going to go and see it and there would be five other people in the cinema, then sure. For sure. sure. Yep. You know, yep. Yep. Um, I think you're relatively safe. I mean, mm. you know, I, I worked from the office today for the first time in a week. Okay. Because there was a power outage at my place and I oh. went in thinking I'll probably be the only person there. As yeah. it turns out, I wasn't. There were yeah. about, you know, a dozen others, but, yeah. you know, pretty sparse. Yeah. So, How, are you, have you been told anything? Like, Yeah, we've been told to work from home. Yeah. Right, right, and uh, and and what about screenings? Have you, do you d- have to go to any? Uh, well, work? there are still screenings on, but for a lot of the independent distributors, they'll they'll supply films on a, on a screening link, so oh, it okay. is possible to catch up with them without going to the cinema. Right, the majors tend not to do that. Mm-hmm. So uh, if it's a Sony or a, a Fox, Disney, whatever, mm. if it's not in a, in a theatre, then it's not going to be on at all. No, um, but in the like a Quiet Place Two was there was supposed to be a screening on Monday night. No, not no, now. It's no. releasing in it's September. Over. Maybe yep. okay. um, there were a bunch yep. of a bunch of others that uh, have Mulan. Disney's Mulan was supposed to yep. open on the twenty seventh of March around the world. Mm-hmm. They were still hedging their bets about whether it would open in China on time because Chinese cinemas ha- had been had been closed. There were like seventy thousand cinemas in China closed right. yeah. by decree of uh, you know the party, mm. and they were starting to open them up and selling tickets on alternate rows. So yeah, okay. They yeah. were you know uh, I guess social distancing within mm-hmm. the cinema to some degree. Um, but now they've basically pulled the pin on uh, that as well. So uh, everything has dropped off the schedule. So as well as people staying away, the box office last weekend was half of the previous weekend. Right? You mean it's here in Australia, in Australia or in the world? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so it's like it's falling off a cliff. People yeah. are clearly not comfortable going to the cinema yeah. and yeah. there's a dearth of new products. So films yeah. are just not being released. They're being moved around the slate. So, yeah, and then there are, of course, the, the, the very, very good sort of public health, uh, you know, responsibility yeah. questions of... Yeah. Even if we could stay open, should we stay should open? Be, yeah. So I just think it's it's well, it's nice weather at the moment, so you can go and ride your bike. You can, you can definitely that. ride yeah. your bike, and that's a lovely thing to do. So people oughtn't to feel like they're stuck in their home. You can actually get out of the house. It's not like you've been locked into your house. You can do things by yourself or with one other person or two, 
and it'll be fine and you can enjoy some outside time. But if you are stuck at, at home, there's streaming, there's TV. There's books. There's books. There's I've books. Heard of those. I've heard Go of those. to your shelves and read a book. I've just caught up with this show called Future Man, yeah. which is uh, SBS is showing it. Yeah. Right? Uh, Foxtel's already shown it. Okay. It's one of those weird things where they in had the past. It, you know, Fox yeah. showed it in the past. Yeah. And they showed Future Man in the past. In the and now, and now, exactly. Because we're living in the future. SBS is going to be showing 2020 it in the is the future, you understand. <laughs> well, it, it actually is because yeah. the first season of this is, is set in 2017. Yeah. Ah, but, yes, then, yes. but then it's also set in 2162. Oh. The year 2162 was the oh, time travel. What's going to happen then? I it's wonder. a guy called Josh Futterman. Yeah. Who's a janitor mm-hmm. in a laboratory, a bio, uh, you know, a biomedical laboratory mm. that specialises in sexually transmitted diseases, and it's uh, trying to find a cure to, for herpes. Yeah, and, uh, and he's pursuits. addicted to a video game called The Biotic Wars. Yeah, and n- everybody else has given up playing this game because it's impossible to beat. Uh, he's the last person, pretty much, on the planet who's yeah. interested in trying to beat it. <laughs> he finally beats it. Yeah, and it unlocks a time travel portal, and people from. The, bio, the era of the biotic wars, the era of the game, the year 2162, yeah. suddenly appear in his bedroom hmm. <clears throat> and, uh, and they basically say it's actually, this was a test to see you know, the person who can beat this game is a person we need. You're the saviour. <laughs> Only you can save humanity. Yeah. Everything that happens in the game yeah. is real. That's Well, that's not it's unlike a pretty the good three-body setup. problem. That, that trio of, of novels by Sixin Liu that I finally completed where, yeah, the, the playing of a game is really vital yeah. to the outcome. Well, Ender's Game is a similar scenario. Yeah. Um, this is uh, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg uh, directed the first three apps of this, the this producers is, of it. Future Man. Future Man, yeah. yeah. Is and it good? And it's think? smutty, right? If, if you yeah. know Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg's no, work, no. Uh, you know, Super Bad uh, Neighbours or Bad Neighbours as it was uh, called in this country, Sausage Party, This Is The End. This Is The End is hilarious. It's an yeah. apocalyptic uh, drama in which a bunch of Hollywood types, including Seth Rogen and James Franco, play themselves mm. trapped in, in James Franco's house while the world is ending. Right? right. And it's just they have this kind of homo frat boy humour right? yeah, okay. where they're all yeah. like, I love you, man. Oh, show me your dick. You know, all that kind of stuff. It's all. It's yep. kind of a bit... A bit naff, but also not. It's not actually homophobic, yeah. But it's kind of it's weird. Yeah. It's, it's a bit. Doesn't weird. sound anyway, like it's for me. Possibly but, not for you, but that's okay. But Future Man is kind of like a toned down version mm. of it. It's about a you know, if this is the end is a ten, it's the ten on the Rogan scale. Yeah, yeah. This is probably about a seven. Okay, you know? all right. And so uh, it's funny. It's it's, it's, it's supposed to be funny. funny. It has this moment comedy full of pop culture references. There's this great moment where they travel back get. to 1969, mm. right? And uh, this guy, Josh Futterman, who is Future Man. Um, Futterman, who, Future Man. <laughs> he goes back with the two with the two characters from the video game to 1969 yeah. and they try to blend in mm. and they steal his clothes and yeah. his motorbikes and they end off basically looking like <laughs> Fonda and Nicholson and and uh, Dennis, Dennis Hopper. Hopper in Easy Rider, <laughs> and it's just like it's just one of those. Like, it's a cheap gag, but it's it's a glorious. Well, cheap like gag. The, the two pails of uh, ordure that Robert Cattinson throws or Pattinson. attempts to hurl yeah, yeah. off off the cliff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, cheap gags are sometimes are. good gags. Yes, yeah. the puerile. Anyway, yeah. it's just I, I just mention it because mm. as we are now in mm. the end times. Oh, stop it. <laughs> It's nice to be reminded that you can laugh. There is a show that my daughter likes to watch called Operation Ouch, Ouch. which is doctors 
explaining how certain things work and visiting kids in hospital who've got some kind of operation they're about yeah. to have and talk to them about them. It's kind of a reassuring, educational and entertaining show. I think it's English. They've put together a YouTube video for people who've got kids whose kids are getting really worried about this, that they talk about coronavirus and you know explain it in a way that mm. is uh, presumably humorous and on a level of an eight- or nine-year-old's understanding. Yeah. Well... We'll all be needing a bit of that soon enough, I think. Yes, we will. Yep. That'll do us for this week. That will do. Let's hopefully be back. Yeah, let's hope to be back here. Well, we've got the door open. So. If they ban mass gatherings of more than one, yeah. we may not be able to do this well, anymore. We could still make this. We could still make this podcast in Joe Bielke Peterson's Queensland because it was gatherings of three, of three or more. Or I know. More I was there. You were there. I was yeah. there. I was being harassed. So, so if Courtney was here, our, our our erstwhile producer, then we'd be in some trouble. We would be in trouble. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs>